Hey everybody, good afternoon. Uh, Tuesday, October the 5th. And this is Bobby Beast Coast, talking about the East Coast and sports. And, you know, I've always started off with the Red Sox first, and, and, and we're not going to change. We're going to continue with the Red Sox, because I kind of want to end it on the Patriots uh, today. But we'll start with the Red Sox, because... Remember last week I told you 3-3 three and three would not cut it. 3-3 three and three would be bad if the Red Sox couldn't take at least 4 out of 6 between the Orioles and the Nats. I don't think they make the playoffs. Um, and it looked pretty grim at the beginning of the week. Because we lost 2 out of 3 to the Orioles. And we looked listless. I mean... It just didn't even look like the Red Sox really cared. I'm not going to say cared because they fought so hard through the whole season. But they're just, they couldn't score any runs. They scored two, six, and two against the Orioles. Against the Orioles. That's all I got to say. Against the Orioles. Like a hundred lost team. They shouldn't have, that shouldn't have even been on, uh, uh, on the agenda. So, you know, going into Friday when you when you got the Nationals and he, you know, it, it's grim because you got the Yankees were the top wild card, we were the second wild card. The Blue Jays and the Mariners were right there with us. And the Orioles played the Blue Jays and the Mariners played the Angels and we had the Nats playing on the road. The other two teams playing at home, by the way. Blue Jays and Orioles. And the Yankees playing at home against Tampa Bay. And I got to tell you what. The resiliency on this team to get to the playoffs was insane. Not only did Tampa Bay take two out of three from the Yankees. But we swept the Nationals. And and the Nationals, hey, they've got some really, really good talent with Soto and Bell. And a couple others. And they gave us everything we could handle. I mean, we won four to two on Friday, five to three, and seven to five. And we were down five to one on Sunday. And I was like, oh boy, we're going to be playing the Blue Jays for the right to go to the wild card playoff. But we took three. Pavetta got the save on Sunday. And, you know, you know, Chris Sale didn't pitch well. He didn't pitch well. Um, you know, the changeup is just not. Not there yet for him. And he did get seven strikeouts, but he only lasted like, I want to say, two and a, two and a third innings. Um, he just didn't have his stuff. And that'll come with time because, let's face it, he's getting over a pretty significant injury. Um, but, ladies and gentlemen, we made the playoffs. I mean, we made the playoffs. We play tonight. We Not only did we make the damn playoffs, we're playing at home against the Yankees. And who could ask for a better scenario in a one-game play? And, you know, the reward for either team is the damn Rays, and that's going to be a series in itself. Um, but you just concentrate it on tonight's game. 8 o'clock, ESPN, Nathan Avaldi versus Garrett Cole. You know, Garrett Cole can't put any substance on those balls tonight, son. Uh, Nathan Avaldi, we need you to pitch your best because the last time out against the Yankees, you got pummeled. Um, 
We need Nathan Avaldi to be. We could see a classic. We really could. Nathan Avaldi, if he's on, he's solid. If Garrett Cole's on, he is solid. So, um, looking forward to tonight's game. Um, I, 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 it's too close to even call. You know, both teams finished with identical records uh, at ninety-two and seventy. And think about it: is at the beginning of the season. If I told you the Red Sox would be 92 and 70, they wouldn't have Chris Sale, you know, you'd laugh at me. You would laugh because they were not, their pitching staff to me was not a 92 win season. That's for damn sure. But here we are. There is one bugaboo about tonight's game, though. J.D. Martinez got hurt on Sunday. He sprained his ankle, and he's left off the roster for tonight. So, you know, if we do win, hopefully we can get him back for Tampa. Um, they also left Chris Sale off the roster tonight. They don't want him to pitch at all. When he, I heard uh, Chris Sale actually went into Alex Cora's office and tried to get him, convince him into pitching tonight. And that's just not going to happen. And lastly... Jose Iglesias, who's playing really, really well for us. He, he just missed the cut by a couple of days uh, to be on our playoff roster, which is such a shame because he was such, he's vital. He's been vital. He's been really, really good. And uh, not having him on the playoff roster kind of sucks, if I could be frank. Um, but here we are. We had a, a, an up and down roller coaster year, an up and down roller coaster season. Hell, I think we've lost the last six or seven to the Yankees. It's, it's just a matter of time, right? You know, we were 10 and 9 in against the Yankees. We had a one run differential in favor of us. Uh, I think we were on a big winning streak. We won seven in a row the first part of the season. Now they've won six or seven in a row. Isn't it fitting that the Red Sox get the win tonight to break that streak? But I'll be looking for this tonight. We've got to get first to two, the first two to three innings unscathed. That's right. You heard me. If you start giving up two or three runs in the first two or three innings to this team, this lineup, the Yankees lineup, you're in trouble. Because we do have some pitching issues when it comes to the bullpen. Let's face the facts. We don't have a clear-cut closer anymore. We don't. You know, Matt Barnes is not that guy anymore. So, in saying that, I'll be watching with bated breath tonight. I can't wait. I'm canceling a couple other things that I usually do on Tuesday nights because I am not missing this game. Go Red Sox. I hope we take it to the Yankees and take them out to the woodshed. And you're seeing the true fan in me. I've stayed with them all season long. I know a lot of people in Boston. We either for the Red Sox or against them because of political things or this or that. That's a bunch of bullshit. You should follow your team because you live in Boston and you're a Boston fan. Not because of this political thing or that political thing. Cut the shit. Root for your team. Huh? Be respectful. Stop making about pol- everything about effing politics. Alright? Root for your team. You're from Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Vermont, and you're a Boston fan? Then you root for your team. 
Get out there tonight. Root for the Red Sox. This team is fun to watch. All season long, they take you on a journey. 92 wins. Who would imagine that? Who would imagine that? And now they have a chance to beat the Yankees in a one-game series to face the Rays. Wouldn't it be fitting to beat the Yankees and then possibly beat the Rays? Wouldn't that be awesome? And then maybe get the Astros next and beat the Cheaters? Beat those bastards up? And then who knows? Go to the World Series? Maybe? Play the Braves? How about that? Wouldn't that be an interesting World Series? Or how about the rematch with the Dodgers? Or crazy San Francisco? So, that's all I got to say. I'm off my soapbox. Get out there. Root for the Red Sox. That's all I'm going to say about it. Nathan Avaldi tonight. We've got enough power in the lineup to continue to fight forward without J.D. Martinez. The bats are just going to have to make sure they get some runs. If we're going to give up a run or two early, we got to come right back with our own run or two. Um, so go Red Sox. Let's switch it over to some college football. Let's start with Boston College. I said to you, if Boston College could beat Clemson, they should be ranked. You know, they, they, this would give them a good power win. Even though Clemson's been down, their offense just hasn't been that good. Clemson's defense has been really good. Their offense, let's face the facts, has not been good. Um, they went into Clemson, and, you know, for the most part, it was a pretty darn good game, right? Uh, it was 16-13 to 13 going into the fourth quarter. But Boston College's quarterback threw two, two picks, costly picks. You know, he threw for 311 yards. You know, Pat Garo ran for 57 and a touchdown. At the end of the day, you have to, you can't turn the ball over to Clemson. Okay? Um... You know, for Clemson, Kobe Pryor had 125 yards rushing, and the quarterback for Clemson, he's just overrated in my opinion. 13 out of 28 for 207 yards. You know, it's not the make or break of the season for Boston College, right? They're 4-1. and one. You know, they got NC State coming up this week at home. So if you want to get your signature win, I'm sorry, not this week. They get a bye this week, so it's uh, the October the 16th. Um, you've, you've got a chance because NC State, uh, they beat Clemson. They're playing well and they're ranked. So I just, I'm ready. I'm excited. I think Boston College is a darn good team. I think they have a chance to possibly, what are they, four and one with like seven games left. I mean, you know, if you look at the schedule, do the eye test. They could beat NC State, put up a good game with Louisville on the road, should beat Syracuse. Virginia Tech will be tough, but it's at home. Georgia Tech, they could beat Georgia Tech. They could beat Florida State, and they could beat Wake Forest. So there's a lot of winnable games there. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. Uh, you know, hey, look, they had a good good game plan against uh, Clemson, but um, and they're getting there. Like, Boston College is getting there. They're on the way to becoming a top team in the ACC. It might not be this year. It might be next year. But it's coming. I want to switch my attention over to URI football. So URI won a barn burner this week. I got to tell you what, man. 
over Stony Brook. Stony Brook's a one and four. URI went to four and zero. Kasim Hill, 21 out of 37 for 226 and a touch. Uh, Justice Antrim ran 25 times for 104 yards and a touch. And then Kasim Hill ran 15 for 66 and a touch. This was a good game. Went into overtime. URI has never beaten Stony Brook. So this was a great signature win for URI. Does it put them in the top 25? Probably not. But, you know, they're getting close. And if they could beat Delaware... um, if they could beat Delaware uh, this week, then I'll tell you what, uh, that should about do it. I mean, it's a big game. It's in URI. Um, you know, one, one o'clock uh, game time against Delaware. That, to me, that's the game of the season. Yeah, yes, there's other games that are going to be tough. Don't get me wrong, but if you want to beat a good team... Delaware is that team, right? Um, Delaware is that team. They've just been, you know, I mean, then you look at their record and, um, you know, they did lose to Rutgers uh, this year. But, you know, Rutgers, until last week against Ohio State, they've been pretty decent. So... This is it. Well, Delaware was a win over Albany last week, 20-15. to 15. So we'll just wait and see what happens. But this is exciting. You are right. If they win this week against Delaware, they will be ranked in the FCS. They will be ranked. They deserve to be ranked. They've got a good team. They still have a tough, couple tough road games. But if you get them to 5-0... and the confidence will build. So when they go on these road games, they'll have a chance and an opportunity to uh, win those games. Um, so very excited about that. Um, and, and, and there's a big article that uh, 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 you find out, you know, Saturday, this Saturday, we will find out if URI football is for real. Like I said, Delaware's 3-1. They are 2-0 in the conference. URI's 4-0. They are 2-0 in the conference. URI is 4-0 for the first time in 20 years. Since 2001. So, uh... You know, this is exciting. And they did get ranked. So they are ranked in the FCS at 21. Uh, You know, this is exciting. Um, We we just, we we got a ball game, folks. We got a ball game. And Delaware is no joke. So go URI. Let's see what you've got. Let's see what you're made of. And, um... Looking forward to that to that game. I'll be, hopefully, I'll be uh, where I need to be. I have a little road trip I'm taking on the weekend, but hopefully, I'll get there before the game starts, and then we'll just see. Um, some quick notes: last night, the Bruins lost uh, two to one to the Flyers. Uh, Swayman was in goal last night, and he looks ready to go. I watched him uh, the other day. Uh, he looks ready to go. Um, 
and I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table. Uh, Linus Allmark, he was in goal on Saturday. He lost 4-3. He's uh, still trying to dust the cobwebs out, I guess you could say. Uh, he's not as prepared, according to uh, you know the coach. And, um, you know, it might take him a little bit to get into sync with what the Bruins do, because, like, he's new. Um, and I hope it works out for him. Um, but yeah, so the Bruins, I think, have one more preseason game against Washington, and then we, we start against, uh, that will be opening soon against Dallas Stars, so we'll see what we got. Should be an interesting season without Tuka Rask to, to start the season off, at least, and without David Krejci. Big losses, in my opinion. Um, and then last night, the Celtics won, uh, on a three-pointer from Romeo Langford. First game of the preseason, they beat Orlando. Shooting wasn't fantastic, um, but they did get the win, and it's only preseason. Right now, it's just getting the kinks out and getting Jalen Brown's wrist to where it needs to be so he can play at 100% when the season starts. Uh, and lastly, i like to just end it off with some Patriots news. Um... We all know that the big bowl game, the Brady Bowl, I guess you could say it, the re- um, first game back at Gillette for him, playing us, the only team he's never beaten in the NFL. It's the first time he's played us was this past weekend. And we had our opportunities. We lost 19-17. to I thought some big plays of the game. J.J. Taylor fumbles, very costly fumble in Tampa Bay territory. And then the stupid penalty on Matthew Slater. He gets pushed out of bounds on the punt. You're supposed to come back in bounds. I was iffy on whether he was trying to get back in bounds. It looked like he was, but he couldn't get back in bounds because the defensive players were standing right there. So I understand where he was trying to run past them to get in bounds because he couldn't get in through them. So that was a questionable call, but it goes both sides. You know, Jacoby Myers fumbled. I don't care what anybody says. He did fumble. We got lucky there. And Nick Folk gave us a chance to take the lead. Um, and that kick was great. But, you know, that was a lot to ask for. 55-yard field goal in the rain like that. I thought they should have went for it. I'm not going to pretend to be coach. I'm not. But I thought they should have went for it. They, Tampa Bay secondary was shit. At that point, had so many injuries, and they had the front seven still good, but the secondary shit, you get a little quick dunk off and get three yards, you can eat the clock off, the field goal's a little bit shorter, and then you don't give Brady 36 seconds and two timeouts left. So you're telling me if we went up 20 to 19 with 36 seconds left, you don't think Brady could get down the field in 36 seconds and two timeouts? <laughs> yeah, whatever. The way kickers are kicking the balls this year, damn it, people can make them 70 yards out, I guess. Um, But he got the win. I thought the Patriots' defense for passing, pass defense was good. I thought the run defense still sucks. They have one of the worst rushing offenses in the league, and friggin', you know, he looked like LeGarrette Blunt out there Fournette did. Um, It's embarrassing. And they've already talked about how Houston might get their ship right this week by running against us because they've been struggling with the run. And it's kind of sickening because we bought all these guys in to stop the run. And they can't stop shit. You know, Judon's been the best pickup. Boy, I love that dude. He's great. He's great. Um, 
But the run defense, I don't know. They got to get it together because it's a sieve right now. I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, uh, I thought Mac Jones played really good, except for one bad pick. Uh, 270 and two touchdowns. But I'll say this once again. The problem is, once again, we only managed 17 points. And that just can't happen. It just can't happen. So, I, I don't know. I don't know what we got to do to get over 17 points or get into the 20s. But to defeat teams in the NFL, you got to score 20 points at least. Because defenses don't have the advantages like they used to have. Uh, I thought our running game needs to figure some shit out. We don't have a running game because our offensive line's a sieve. Uh, we need to be able to run against Houston this week. Um, it is a very winnable game against Houston. Uh, but I was a little bummed out that we got beat by Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm a Patriots fan. Do I love Brady? Of course I love Brady. But I'm a Patriots fan. He left the Patriots to go do some other things. That's his choice. I'm, you know, whatever. I have to root for Mac Jones and company because that's my team. And I'm going to. And I like what I see so far from Mac Jones. But he's, uh, we got to score more points. And we'll see what happens this week. Hopefully we can. Hopefully we get, you know, 24. 21. Shit, 21 points would be great. We might win with that. Because I think the Patriots D is good. What I'm afraid of is a Patriots D letdown after that game against Tampa. And that definitely could happen. Um, So, we'll see what happens. Look, go Patriots. Keep rooting. Keep seeing the progress. Hopefully things turn out for the best for us. And, you know... I got nothing but love for Tom Brady. It's hard for me to see him in a different uniform doing things he used to do for us. It is like a breakup. And it's tough, especially with my Tampa friends. And it's just like, they don't really know. You know, they've only had him for now one season and and a couple games. You know, we had him for 20. We went to nine Super Bowls. And whether he thinks he could play till 50 or not, Tampa Bay is not going to go to a Super Bowl every year. Did you see their defense this past week? It's a sieve. You see, there's no Gronk. That was a big, big issue, not having him. Um, yeah, they'll probably beat Miami this week, Tampa. But, you know, they got some tough matchups coming up. So... But I wish him nothing but the best. I hope he retires and comes back and retires as a Patriot. I think that would be befitting. And the people who do all this Brady versus Belichick, they don't like each other bullshit. Come on, shut up. Shut up and try to stop trying to get your next dollar. You know, if they really didn't like each other, do you think they would have met afterwards and talked for like 30 minutes, just the two of them? I doubt it. I'm sure Bill was trying... You know, praising, giving him all the praise he he needed to hear. All right? It's a business at the end of the day. That's all. And Bill knows that in the end, 
You some you, you've got to eventually move on from what you have, as hard as it may be. And as much as I wish Brady could have stayed, there was no weapons for him here to stay. And Tampa had tons of weapons. So do you blame him? I don't. It just sucks that we're losing again. See, people don't remember that the Patriots weren't always good. Back in the 80s, when I was a kid and growing up, we sucked. Yeah, we went to one Super Bowl, but we got steamrolled, and we got there by chance. We didn't even have a great record that season. We got we lucked out. We were a wild card team, and we were the first team ever to win three road games in the playoffs. That's how we got there. Okay, so we had to beat the Jets in New York, um, which at the time, yes, New York was a good team back in the day. Um, we had to beat them. We had to go to Oakland and or Los Angeles, I think it was the Ra- Los Angeles Raiders at the time. We had to go there and beat them there, and we got a couple breaks in that game. And then we had to go to Miami. We, we had lost. And I, I could be wrong in saying this. I think we hadn't won in Miami in 18 tries. I, I believe I'm correct in that. And we did it. We beat them in the playoffs for the first time in 18 visits to Miami. Trust me. Every year as a kid growing up, we keep, we would, I would always count Miami as a loss in Miami, especially with Dan Marino there. Um, but that's all I got for this week. I hope you enjoyed the show, and I hope we gave you a little bit of information and you know, a little bit of hoorah and rah-rah to root for our teams this coming week. I'm Bobby, Beast Coast Lanou, and I'm out. Thank you.